You know, and we all have our 15 minutes of fame, and I'd like to take a couple of my 15 minutes to talk about the rights and the wrongs in the world of professional wrestling. This match is for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship! Well, here we are again. More WWE releases have been levied onto the world. Hello, folks. This is Mr. Green. You are listening to the rights and wrongs of Pro Wrestling Podcast. And as I am recording this, because I, you know, I knew I had to jump on it now because life is uh, pretty hectic and pretty busy, which makes me kind of. Uh, up and down <laughs> with these podcasts but uh as i'm recording this there's been like six releases already and we just went through this we just went through this not less than what two weeks ago uh that first well of course being the women's Wrestling network primarily i reported on the young ladies that have been released at the time uh, that being Kavita David, Je- Jessamyn Duke, who I don't think was really all that concerned about it because, you know, I, I, Jessamyn, <laughs> she, she liked being able to have her third-party deals with Twitch and Cameo and stuff like that, so I don't, I don't think she was really terribly concerned with it. Uh, and maybe wrestling wasn't for her, at least not in that capacity. Uh, Vanessa Bourne, uh, Skylar Storer, who we – who we now or knew and now know again as Brandy Lauren. Uh, they have been released probably about two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, we, we got that news, and, the, and of course, some of the referees and uh, other, other personnel have been uh, dropped. But I am a little shocked that uh, what we have now, as reported by Fightful.com, uh, um, Braun Strowman, we'll start with him, because Strowman, he had basically been one of their main event guys. Now, I had been on record as saying that, you know, he, the, probably the only reason that he became a WWE champion at the time that he became champion was because of the issues with Roman Reigns. That was... That was, you know, the majority reason because he was no longer there to to uh, take the reins of it, no pun intended. And so, you know, he got slotted into a position that that was essentially meant for him when he went against Goldberg that year at WrestleMania and won the championship. So he, you know, and I and I'm certainly not saying that as a knock to him or his uh, abilities or anything of, of that nature, but uh, it was. It was a last-minute thing. Let's just call it for what it was. Uh, also, Alistair Black. Alistair Black has been listed as um, among those of released, which a little surprised, I must say. I'm a little surprised about that, uh, largely built on 
that it seemed as if they were bringing him back and he was going to have a kind of a, a new lease in the company. Uh, and, and to say nothing of the fact that I, that they were renegotiating with his wife. So, uh, Zelina Vega, for those who are, are curious, or t- I can't even pronounce her name, Trinidad. I can't. I can't pronounce her first name right now. I'm sorry if anybody's listening. But she in the WWE, she was known as Selena Vega. And with that kind of negotiation that was going on, I assumed that uh, probably like a lot of you, that certainly they wouldn't do anything to offset it. And one of the things that would clearly offset something like that would be having uh, having your husband be released at the same time that you're negotiating to come in. Now, you know, maybe the money, maybe the money will talk. Maybe the money will make them feel like, well, at least if one of us is there, then, you know, it's all good. But, uh, uh, it's, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm I'm really surprised. And first, I'm surprised that this happened so quickly. I mean, I just said it. You know, we just went through what the releases about, about two weeks ago, and here we are going through this again. Lana, you know, speaking of the the women in wrestling now, Lana, let let's be honest, she was never a wrestler. She was one of those WWE talents that was there, and primarily there as you know, she came in as a manager. I'm pretty sure she transitioned into being a you know as much of a wrestler as she could be basically because that was the whims of the company you know the the company has always had a long held belief that you know we can hire them first and we can train them later at least that's the way they were with that when you know the divas were in full bloom um but uh i i, I can't say that that's overly surprising to me Considering that her husband is in AEW, considering that she, in you know, and I again I say this with no disrespect to her, her 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 intentions did not come across like she was high on the wrestling business. It came across like she was more interested in trying to pursue acting and you know just being on television or the movies. And wrestling was kind of means to facilitate that. So I don't know if I would say that she was actually upset about it. And I certainly don't know if we're going to see her just pop up on the indies and, you know, try to show up in some of these other promotions, the Ring of Honor and Impact and AEW and, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, if anything, if I were a betting man, she'd probably get a job in AEW just because uh, Miro's there already. And they could, you know, they can be repaired. And I'm sure um, Tony Khan will probably pay her a comfortable amount of money just to show up. Uh, but you know that that particular one isn't very surprising. In fact, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little surprised that it took this long for them just to decide it. Because I know everybody like, well, they got contracts and this, that, and that. Listen, those contracts do not mean nothing for the talent. They don't mean anything for the talent. If there's anything that the WWE has shown you, that the contracts don't mean 
any the don't mean the paper that is written on as it relates to the talent. They can get rid of you at any time. And you know, however they want to justify it, they can just drop you. We're having budget cuts. We're sorry, we'll see you later. This is one of them things that uh <laughs> some of those uh, those previously released talents are like, you know what, man, I shouldn't have answered my phone that day. When I saw that Connecticut area code, I should not have answered my phone. But, you know, that that's just how they work, you know. And then you have to deal, and I'm, I'm going off side, sidebar here, then you have to deal, you know, with people who really got into WWE for the sole purpose of being a WWE superstar. Al Snow was right all those years ago. He did a, well, it wasn't really a shoot interview. It was a guest booker. For kayfabe commentaries, if I'm remembering correctly. And one of the things he said within the course of that is that when he got into the business, he got into the bi- the business, not necessarily going to WWE or WWF, but he got into the wrestling business because he wanted to be a wrestler. But now you are dealing with a generation of people who are getting into the business to be a WWE superstar. And by you know virtue of that, when they get cut or they get released, now this isn't what Al Snow said. This is my add-on. By virtue of that, when they get cut or they get released, they don't want anything to do with the business anymore. They just leave. They're done. You know, they they finish up. That you know because a lot of them don't have any other experience outside of WWE. You look look at Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman was a strong man who they essentially paid to learn how to be a wrestler. They paid him to come in and be a WWE superstar, and they used him up. They used up his value, and then now they're done with him. I I would be shocked to see Braun Strowman pop up in some other company other than AEW. And the only reason I say other than AEW is because AEW has the money to pay him what he's probably used to being paid. And I do not perceive Strowman, since he really has no... uh, no experience on the independence and no experience as a wrestler beyond the, the walls of WWE. I don't perceive him as going around saying, well, look, you know, I'll just, I'll wrestle. Else, I'll be shocked. I'll, I'll legitimately be shocked. I think he'll reach out to AEW or AEW will reach out to him. And, you know, if they can come to some means of paying me what I was making already, which is probably crazy money. Uh, if, if that happens, then, yeah, he'll pop back up in the wrestling business. But other than that, I don't really see it. Uh, Buddy Murphy, you know, I, I think he had one foot out the door already. It's, when you're not getting used regularly or, or if you're a sidekick and, you, and you're not the main event in that company, you are always on the chopping block. Now, whether they can survive it or not is uh, another issue, but you're always on the chopping block if you're not a main event player. Uh, Ruby Riot, who we on the independents formerly knew as uh, Heidi Lovelace, I guess we'll be seeing the return of Heidi Lovelace. I do expect her to pop back up. I mean, you know, and, and maybe I'm giving too much credit because she might be heartbroken. A lot of people work their careers to get to this point. A lot of people work, you know, the entirety of their wrestling career to get into the WWE. And, you know, she she may be one of those people. She may be one of those people that's like, you know, I'm, I'm too heartbreak broken 
to uh, try another wrestling promotion right now. Although, if I'm a betting man, I will say uh, I expect to see her pop because I know other promotions out there know her value. They've seen her work. They've seen how good she is. Uh, having Lovelace pop back in, you know, on the independence might be nice. And I'm sure she, she can ask for top dollar once she comes down to the independence. You know, I forgot to mention the, the Iconics when I met, when I brought up the, the last batch of releases. I, I whew, yeah, I forgot about those two. But anyway, and, uh, you know, she, Riot or Lovelace at this point, she, she could ask for top dollar, so... You know, hopefully we can see her back again. I really enjoyed the work. I guess that's the end of the Riot Squad. The Riot Squad is uh, officially no more. You know, uh, we're, we're down to Liv. And I, I'm not even entirely sure about Liv Morgan's uh, wrestling background. So, you know, again, if you're not main event, you're always on the chopping block, bro. You're always on the chopping block. So, uh maybe Loveless can pop up in, in the Ring of Honor. You know, they they starting their Women of Honor tournament. Maybe she can pop up with her old buddy and, and, and old rival, uh, Kimberly, and Impact Wrestling. That'd be nice to see them two kind of hook back up together. Maybe she get, you know, maybe she'll get a call from AEW, although sometimes I'm a little weary about AEW's women's division. They seem more, in, more uh, driven by bringing uh, women from overseas than... Uh, picking from the independence here, but uh, it, it, it's sad. It's sad to see that because she's one of those people I never really thought got a reasonable chance in that company. I mean, I, I can't think of anything significant that she did. Never mind the fact that she was, you know, hurt for an extended period of time uh, at one point. So she. <laughs> It's probably nice to be able to say that she had WWE on her resume, but I don't think that she got the opportunity to do what she deserved deserved to do either on the main roster or in NXT. She just, you know, she, I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, when did, did she ever have a match of any major significance? To the fan base. We're not talking about her person, but, you know, when, when you're looking at, say, like you look at a Sasha Banks and a Bailey, people will always point to the Brooklyn match that kind of made them to some degree. It's like, did, did Lovelace have that? Did she have that moment? You know, she, she got matches, but did she have the match that defined her in that company? I don't think so. Speaking of people who never got an opportunity, Santana Garrett. Now, Santana Garrett is another one who was kind of a uh, best-kept secret in wrestling for a good period of time. She's a former NWA World's Champion. It was the NWA Women's World's Champion. Let me let me uh, refresh that. She's a former WOW Women's Champion. Well, WOW only has women's champions, so, but you get the point. Uh, there was a point in time with Santana Garrett on the independence. She was just killing it. I think she held those titles I just mentioned simultaneously, along with like two or three other uh, independent promotion titles at the same time. So, you know, she, she, at least in that environment, she was uh, really, really good. 
Uh, and in fact, when she participated in the original Mae Young Classic, she was the active reigning wild champion at that time. Now, the only reason that happened is because, you know, wild takes these massive hiatuses, you know, a year, two years, sometimes three or more. And uh, she just happened to be the, the champion of record by when they went into hiatus. And it's not like she showed up on wild, I mean, uh, WWE television carrying the belt, you know, and I, and I don't think WWE would care anyway. As they would certainly care about her bringing the belt, but I don't think they, you know, I don't think they look at wow as any big thing to them whatsoever. But Garrett didn't do much of anything within the WWE universe. I don't, you know, don't remember her as being a major contender for the NXT Women's Championship. I don't remember her as uh, a contender for uh, SmackDown or Raw Women's Championship or even the Tag Team Championships, either main roster or uh, NXT's version. Uh, she showed up on television a couple of times, and that's about it. That you know, I don't remember her doing much after that. And you know, you have to put the pandemic in some sort of uh, uh, responsibility for some of this. I'm not going to say all because you know that I, I cannot absolve the WWE for making these decisions, especially at a point where they have publicly said that we are making more money now than we have in the history of the company. And they're just dropping people left and right. Uh, but I'm sure the pandemic, which prevented NXT from having those those uh, house shows in Florida, stopped some of this. Because at the very least, she would have gotten some, you know, some house show matches, you know, that people would have recorded. And maybe that would have helped build her up some. And I'm, I'm taking a stretch here when I say that. I'm, I'm taking a big stretch, you know, that that maybe the domino effect of being in front of people, to where it's not entirely made off of the decisions and the whims of the office. You got to remember, at this point, there is no crowd. That's another thing. You can't. Go off of uh, oh well the crowd's cheering for him. maybe maybe there's a connection maybe we shouldn't do anything there's none of that Vince McMahon Bruce Pritchard you know and and the other individuals uh, that exist within that company the other con I can't remember his first name right now no relation to Tony you know that they're, they're making these decisions and they get to make these decisions free of consequence because they're they're not in front of fans that there's there's no audience to gauge who likes who so in the WWE eyes you are just a body or as CM Punk said I'm just another cog in the machine and that machine's gonna keep on going the machine's gonna keep on turning and and he's right especially when you know going back to what I just said you're not a main event player you are a cog in the machine and that machine is gonna keep on moving and you don't even have the support of the fans to depend on to try and curve that. It is all built around what the office wants at this point. Maybe this will change a little bit when fans start trickling back in, which is you know reportedly around the corner. But it is uh, it's tough. It's, it's tough. I'm sorry to see these young ladies uh, lose their spot. And, and, of course, the men, too. You know, I did report them. But, uh, you know, it, it is, it's heartbreaking, you know, sometimes to see people lose their thing. And, you know, and 
who who out there among us doesn't know what it's like to you know lose a job? Whether it was a job that you wanted or a job that you just needed, who you know who out there among us doesn't know what it's what it's like? Yes, their job, quote unquote, is on a a large scale, but you know you have people that have moved for this position. They have moved from their homes to Florida to go for this this position. One of them, I think, moved like two weeks prior to her getting cut, which, you know, you would think that's a lawsuit. It's like, what the fuck, man? Sorry, kids, if anybody's listening. But <laughs> didn't mean to let that one slip. But, um, yeah, you would think, what, what's going on here? Why would you do that? Why would you ask me? Why would you sign me up and then relocate me? Only to tell me, hey, we're having budget cuts. It's a budgetary issue, which which I don't buy that. I mean, I know that's the go-to excuse for WWE at this point. It's a budgetary thing. We got to let you go. I mean, you can't have it both ways. You can't say that we're making more money now than we've ever made in the company's history and then turn around and tell people, well, it's a budgetary thing. We can't afford to keep you. I mean, uh, unless they just flat out tell them, look, we need your salary because we are divvying this up into other departments. We are putting this behind trying to make the company look better in case somebody wants to buy it. Just go ahead and call it for what it is. You know, I, I heard that rumor a while ago, and I'm certainly not going to report that as fact. I am not saying that. But the more this happens, you know, because we just went through a talent drop, uh, office drop and now another talent drop. I, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if this is just a cleanup, just an overall cleanup, a tightening of the, of of their roster and their and their staff, just for them to say, okay, yeah, look, this is this is as clean as we can get it. Anybody that's interested, come on. It would it would not shock me, you know, but it it all together, it is a shame. It is a shame that this is happening. It's a shame that this is going on because I, amongst other podcasters, have said it for years. They need to stop stockpiling talent like they do because they have hired people solely for the purposes of trying to block AEW from getting them first. If they weren't stockpiling this much, I mean, because they've gotten more people on their rosters that than we'll ever know. Some people... Never even made it on TV. Or if they got on TV, they came on like once or twice. Stop hiring all these people if you're going to just let them go. This, that is, come on. That's just not important. You, they, they've got enough money. they got TV deals that are carrying them through for the next five years or so. Well in excess of a billion dollars. And you're telling me that you can't keep some of these people at the... Why, why not ask her, hey, look, we, we want to keep you. Can you take a pay cut? At least give the option. I mean, well, like, I, look, I don't know if they offered them that or not. I don't know if they offered to say, look, we, we can't afford to pay this $750,000 a year. Can you take five hundred or five hundred k or two hundred fifty? You know what I mean? Maybe those things would be useful, dropping them down. But that'll never happen because the WWE can do what they want to do without consequence because 
even though AEW's there and I and AEW does present a presence to them, whether they admit it or not, the WWE can basically do without consequence, and they know that they can do without consequence. <sighs> so that's it. That's that's the uh, that's the news as I've heard it so far. Would not be shocked that more come down the wire in the next couple of hours or so. Uh, WWE has reported it on their own uh, Instagram and and site, so it is official. It's not just re- you know as I was recording this, they they popped it up, so it is official. It's not just a report from uh, Fightful.com anymore. It is an official statement from the WWE. And, uh, yeah, it won't be shocking if you see any more of them over the next couple of hours or so. I wish all of them good luck. I hope that, uh, uh, personally, I hope that a lot of them get to come back and show what they can do. Show that they are worth more than just being cut unceremoniously, you know, just because, quote, there's some budgetary issues. So... To the gentlemen that were released, Braun Strowman, Alistair Black, um, Buddy Murphy, you know, Buddy and Alistair in particular, you know, I'd hope to, that we could see them show up and, and kick some ass out there on the, on the independent circuit or maybe some of these other wrestling programs. I, I, I would love to see them do that. Braun, I mean, I, I wish him well too, but I, I'm not holding my breath on him showing up in any promotions. I just don't think he has that desire in him. Uh, but to the other young lady, well, and I will put Lana in that category as well. I don't think that she has any real desire to show back up on any wrestling program, probably other than AEW, just to be with her husband. But to the rest, uh, Riot and, and Santana Garrett, or Heidi Lovelace and Santana Garrett, I certainly, absolutely hope that we get to see you in the future. So that's it. This is uh, Mr. Green reporting on his podcast, The Rights and Wrongs of Pro Wrestling. Be sure to subscribe to this and our YouTube channel. Go and uh, give us a follow on Instagram, WPN Wrestling. You can go to the website, WPNWrestling.com. That'll give you clicks for everything that we have, everything that we do. So uh, just Give that, give that a, a, a look-see. Maybe you'll find something. Go check out our constant stream. We have, we have a stream that runs 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And guess what, folks? We are still in the build. I'm in the beta phase for a Roku channel. And, and when that thing comes, we definitely, definitely need your, your continued support. Those who have tuned in and watched and gone to the, the uh, website, uh, we absolutely are building this because of you. Your your support has helped the analytics on that site. It has given us every reason and, and every uh, cause to try to go further. And uh, we're hoping that you continue to follow us on this journey. Follow follow me on this journey with the uh, the creation of this this site. And we got some more original matches coming. And if you want to uh, continue to help that, I know some people have, but I want to make sure that I open this up. Uh, Feel free to go into uh, the site where it says donate. You can go and donate there. Those dollars go to the production of everything that we produce, podcasts, videos, interviews, so on and so forth. But it also goes to paying the talent because these agreements that we have with these places, the Women Pro Wrestling Network has begun to pay 
the talent for those show, those uh, matches that you see. So uh, if you want to keep those going, if you want to be able to try and book your own match, you know, then you definitely want to try to uh, go to this, the donation and uh, give us a support there or hit us on Patreon. We'll probably be opening that back up. All right, folks, that's it. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate your time. And this is Mr. Green saying that this is Mr. Green saying so long. And we will see you on the next go-round.